Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Ed Soares. Ed is the CEO of LFA. LFA will be having a MMA event in Owensboro, Kentucky next Friday. That is June 16th, 2023. I appreciate Ed joining me today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare-eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by the CEO of LFA. We have Ed Soares is on the line with us. Ed, how are you today? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing very well. Really appreciate you joining me. Um, I was asking you some questions before we went on air, but I think it's it's a good fit for us to jump right into this on air. Ed, you have been this, the the CFO um, since the begin or CEO since the beginning. Uh, what's the yeah. backstory? Who is Ed? Who are you? How did you get involved with with uh, promoting MMA events? Can we start there? Who's Ed Source? Well, um, you know, I've I've been in the industry for. 20 years now, I, I've managed a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, I started off in the industry as a, as a manager. I manage a lot of the big names uh, in mixed martial arts like Anderson Silva, Leoto Machida, Antonio Rodrigo Noguera, um, Glover Teixeira, uh, the Pitbull brothers, um, uh, got a ton of people, cats are, and gone. Are you bilingual? Yes, I am. Portuguese? I speak Portuguese and Spanish. Yes. Very cool. Okay. Sorry to interrupt um, you there. Continue. No problem. So yeah, I started off in the business as a, as a, a mixed martial arts manager. Uh, and then, um, and then eventually in 2012 with the RFA, I became the president of the RFA. I started promoting shows. And then at the end of 2016, we merged RFA merged with legacy fighting championship and we formed the LFA which started in uh, January of uh, 2017. Okay. And if you were to give me a hierarchy, 
of the MMA promotions world. We both probably agree that the UFC would be at the very top, correct? Of course. The UFC, I always compare it to like uh, football, right? It is a nice comparison for the people who don't really know. You know, obviously mixed martial arts is, is the sport. Um, it's kind of like football. So you've kind of got the UFC, which is like the NFL. You've got Bellator, which is kind of like the Canadian Football League. You've got the PFL and uh, 1FC, which is kind of like the XFL and uh, and almost kind of like the NFL uh, Europe, uh, USFL sort of uh, XFL sort of uh, organization. And what the LFA is, is we're kind of like the Division One NCAA Division One of our sport. We're the number one developmental organization in the world. We've put close to 300 athletes into the UFC. We're, our goal uh, that when we set out, what, what we've set out to become is what we are, which is the number one developmental organization in the world. And that's what we are. Um, and, and we keep doing that, that nobody develops more talent to, to, to the UFC and Bellator than, than the LFA. You say you've put more than 300 people, 300 fighters Approximately 300 uh, about, people, yeah. uh, into the UFC. Yeah. Is that since 2017? Is that what you mean? Uh, no, that's since about 2012. Okay. Wow. Um, so. the world just uh, this year, just this year, we've signed, uh, uh, 12 people that are uh, LFA alumni to the UFC just this year. And, and we're only in June. Okay. Um, the world of promoting, I have seen here in Kentucky. I, I don't think I've ever attended a, let me see. Yeah, I have. I've attended a couple shows in Ohio, but for the most part, I've attended a lot of MMA events in within the state of Kentucky. Okay. So, yes. so my exposure to the sport is much more, um, Kentucky, regional. yeah, regional, regional, yes, than, than than yours is. But even at this level, I can see that promotions come and they go frequently. It's not easy to run a sustainable model when it comes to really any business, um, but especially it seems the MMA, the world of MMA. You know, you see some very small. Uh, promoters and they get like a high school gym to keep the costs low. Uh, they have mostly, maybe even all amateur card, so they don't have to pay the fighters. And then hopefully they're able to stay uh, in business uh, long enough to grow. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on that that process? How sustainable also is the LFA model? Is that a challenge for you? Well. How sustainable is it? We've done 160 events as the LFA since 2017. I don't know of another promotion other than the UFC that's more sustainable. So, yeah, we're not compared to, I don't even compare to other promotions. What we do, there's nobody out in the world that does what we do. So as far as sustainability, yeah, I, I don't know of another event uh, that that's more sustainable other than the uh UFC than the LFA. When the when the uh, pandemic hit, the UFC was the first event back doing it. We were the second event in the world back doing it. Wow, where was that? Uh, that well, we started. We did four events in Jul July of 2020 in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Was that and your call? That was our call. Yeah. 
Was that a difficult decision or are you kind of saying Dana White's the no. leader in the industry? We're going to follow the, the strongest, yeah, the, the I, leader. I, mean, I, I was on the phone with Dana and, I, and I, I remember telling Dana, Dana, as soon as you kick open the door, we're coming in behind you. Okay. So, so you were back. So w- what was your last show before COVID started? When, when was that? It was uh, beginning of March 2020. And then July 1st. So in, in the, the year of 2020, we were scheduled to do 20 shows. Uh, the world shut down. We still ended up doing 17 shows. Of wow. If, if that's not a testament to, I guess, really what I was asking, then I, I don't know. Unless you guys are getting ready to fold up shop now. You guys are going to cash in your chips and, and go out of business? Not at all. Uh, what's the long-term goal for LFA to continue to be the the feeder system to the UFC and to make that even more? I mean, admittedly, people who follow MMA anywhere in the world already, if they actually follow it, they already are familiar with LFA to a degree. But what is your 100%. goal? What is your goal beyond that? Do you want to make it even more of a cut and dry? Some people may occasionally say Bellator's number, you know, uh, uh, number two. And where where would you rank LFA on, on that type well, of? You said Bella well, Four is kind of like like the uh, I mean, uh, arena I'll league. Anal- I'll give you an analogy of what we're like, okay? So we're not in competition with Bellator, with PFL, and with that. We are in the number one promotion in the world at what we do, okay? that that That's it, period. We are number one at what we do. We're a number one developmental organization in the world. So when you look at the landscape of mixed martial arts, what I'm looking at is I look at it as a, say we are in IndyCar race, right? You look over at the UFC, uh, they've got, uh, you know, an incredible pit crew. They've got all their pit crews. They've got 300 employees. They've got more money than God and they're putting on incredible events. Then you look at uh, Bellator, you look over at them. They've got 180 to 100 employees. They've got a beautiful pit crew. They've got everything. Um, you look at PFL, they've got a ton of money that they're spending, hemorrhaging money, doing whatever they're doing, buying this, buying that. You, you've got PFL doing the same thing. You've got 1FC doing the same thing. Then you look over at the LFA. You look at over the LFA, we've got no huge dynamic pit crew. When you look at our tools, I've got a wrench. My partner's got a hammer and our other partner's got a rubber band. And guess what? We're still in the top four to five promotions in the world and we're doing it with that. So I turn around and I ask myself, man, imagine if we had the funding that some of these companies that are hemorrhaging money have, what could we do? But we're able to do it with basically just our, just with what the tools that we have and we're still putting out great promotions and develop and and we are the number one developmental organization in the world so as far as where do i want to go and where do i want to be i would like to get in a position where we're we're funded uh the way some of these companies are and i look at us as like the ncaa uh of, of football so you know people turn around and they compare oh look at look at uh you know what do you want to do and i said listen you look at you look at the nfl the nfl is doing you know eight to ten billion dollars a year in licensing right um and and uh a a year in in the u.s licensing and what does college football do maybe one to two billion i'm okay with that 
You know what I mean? If, if that's the comparison, you know what I'm saying? I just want to be the NCAA of our sport, which we already are. <clears throat> but what I want to do is just keep getting better and better and better at it. Uh, so nobody even comes close. The, the difference between the UFC and all their other competition is the difference that what I want to be compared to all of my competition. Ed, LFA is coming uh, next Friday. What is that? June 16th to Kentucky, Owensboro, yes. Kentucky. What can you tell us since 2017, if we focus in on 2017 when LFA started, where have the majority of the shows taken place? And if you were to give us a little bit of a summary at all beyond that, um, not just where is the majority of them taken place, tell us about your international shows. Yeah. What type so, of a layout so, have you guys so had for Kentucky where the events take our, place? So Kentucky will be our 28th state in the U.S. that we've done events. Um, and we've also done 10 shows in the past two years in Brazil. So we're definitely not just a, a regional promotion. Not only are we a national promotion, but we're an international promotion. So our goal is to just keep expanding. Hopefully, you know, get over, you know, I, I think, you know, as we keep growing uh, to do more and more states and hopefully expand internationally. Uh, I don't necessarily have any, oh, God, you know, there is a, the Pacific Northwest is an area that I would definitely like to, uh, to, to go into soon. Uh, Florida is a state that we've never done that, that I could see ourselves eventually going to. But as far as, uh, you know, countries, I mean, I, I would definitely like to see some sort of uh, expansion, maybe eventually into, into maybe Europe. Uh, but right now, you know, with the growth that we've done in this short amount of time, I'm very happy to see uh, the accomplishments we've we've had. And 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 I feel very confident that we're just going to keep growing. Why Kentucky? Well, I feel Kentucky is uh, number one. It's a state we never went to. And I also feel that it's it, it, it's it's a nice uh, it's an area that I feel kind of centrally located. You know, it kind of centrally locates us to the south. And there's so many other areas and so many uh, fighters and so many uh, there's so much great talent in that area. So I felt that. Kentucky could be a centrally located area where we can uh, draw a lot of fighters from a lot of different areas in, in, into one. Ed, can you tell us anything additionally about yourself individually? What did you do prior to this? How did you come about to be try uh, to be able to speak three separate languages? Are they all fluent? How did that happen? Who tell us a little bit more about Ed Source, if you could, please. Well, you know, my my parents are Brazilian, so I spoke Portuguese at home. So actually speaking Portuguese was my uh, was actually my first language. And then I, I learned to speak English in school and Spanish living in Southern California is where I'm from. You just pick up Spanish and, and, and having uh, Portuguese as my uh, one of my first languages to speak. Um, Spanish came fairly easy. I, I feel that I'm fairly fluent in Spanish. Uh, I'm not as fluent in Spanish as I am in Portuguese. Um, but, but like I said, I can, I can be in Mexico and communicate very, very well. <laughs> okay. Interesting. And as far as what, what I did before this, I mean, I've, uh, you know, the, the, there, there's a lot, you know, I started off as a nightclub promoter. That's what I did in Los Angeles. I, I My first success was being a, a very successful nightclub promoter here in Los Angeles. And that kind of uh, uh, transferred into um, into uh, 
being in the clothing industry and from the clothing industry, um, I kind of went into uh, representing fighters. I actually started producing a TV show called Passing the Guard, which that uh, kind of transferred into representing fighters. And when I was a nightclub promoter, I managed a lot of uh, I managed uh, bands too. I managed a lot of hip hop bands. So you know, when we started uh, when I started to manage athletes, it was a very much a, a a very similar formula. You know, they both have to put butts in seats. One has to sell pay-per-views and the other has to sell records, but it's a very similar formula. And that's how it kind of transitioned into that. I'm looking, it says here, Passing the Guard brings MMA action to weekly television. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. This article right. at least is from 2005. So that's been around for a while. Well, yeah, we, we, I, I started producing that show in April of 2004 and uh, we stopped it. Uh, we did 11 seasons. So we did it all the way until uh, the end of 2006. Okay. Comparing MMA to boxing, looking whole, it, it, from a big picture type view, 5, 10, 20 years down the road, would it be safe to say boxing is still a bigger industry? Okay. Uh, but each year that goes by, In MMA. What way? Okay. Yeah. I'm asking. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's. It, it, it's I think that. When you look at the money, yes, there's some big money in boxing. Yes, boxing's been around for a long, a lot longer than mixed martial arts, without without a doubt. But when I look at uh, you know the way the money is spread up around in 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 boxing in comparison to mixed martial arts, I I think that it's much different. You know, I would say maybe half of percent of the boxers make ninety three percent of the money. Um, where where I would say um, in mixed martial arts, I would say 30% of the talent makes 70% of the money. So the money is much more spread around. And I feel that, you know, the sport of mixed martial arts is young. Um, it's a very young sport. You know, the sport uh, was created, uh, you know, when the UFC started was in 1993. So that's been 30 years. But I really feel that the sport has really started since 2001 when Dana and Lorenzo and the Fertitta brothers purchased the UFC and started getting it sanctioned um, and getting it, uh, you know, sanctioned by different uh, athletic commissions throughout the, 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 the country and throughout the world. So I feel that really the sport is, is really a young sport. It's only, you know. 20 years, 20, you know, granted this UFC started in 1993, but it didn't start getting sanctioned until 2001, 2002. So, you know, you're looking at a sport that's just barely over 20 years and look at uh, everything that it has accomplished. Look at the ratings and look at the popularity throughout the world. I do feel the appeal of wrestling, even if we're just, or I'm sorry, of MMA if we're looking at this, the, the United States specifically is the United States, of course, has this nice wrestling program through high schools and college right. and i mean long term that's not going away actually i think that's growing uh, what a heck of a uh uh ingredient to a successful mma to culture yeah exactly i think the best talent in mixed martial arts is still you know we haven't seen yet uh you're looking at guys that uh you know kids nowadays at the age of 10 11 12 they're boxing doing muay thai wrestling doing jujitsu and, you know, by the time they get to be 18, 19, 20 years old, they've got 10, 12, 13, 14 years experience 
uh, in training in all these different disciplines. So I really do feel that the best is yet to come in our sport. Do you do the max matchmaking? No, I, I, Mark Berry is our matchmaker and, 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 uh, and, and I help him with that, but, but he's the brains behind all of that for sure. Are you familiar with this upcoming show in Owensboro, Kentucky? Of course. John Sweeney versus Alan Bogoso. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's our main event and that's a, that's a Bantamweight title fight uh, of, uh, that's just insane. I mean, that's going to be uh that's going to be a great title fight. You've got a guy who's locally from that region versus a guy from Brazil that's training out of uh, Northern California with uh with uh, uh Uriah Faber's gym. I feel it's a phenomenal fight. Then uh I'm I'm very excited about that and I'm also very excited about uh, uh about the the middleweight title fight. You know, you've got uh Dylan Budka versus Azamat Bekeoff, which is, uh, I mean, that's going to be, that's a, that's a hell of a fight too. And that that's for the interim title because our current title holder um, is, uh, is going to be competing in, uh, um, in uh, the uh, Dana White contender series. I love it. Well, Ed Soares, I really appreciate your time before we wrap up the episode today. Is there anything in particular you would like to mention? I don't know if it's unique to this event or anything you would encourage our listeners to do. What are your closing words of wisdom? No, you know, I don't know necessarily know if there's any closing words of wisdom, but you know, we we're you know the the exciting thing about coming to our event is is that you will definitely see five to six people competing that night, at least a half a dozen people. Uh, that uh, that you will eventually see in the UFC. You know, for instance, a guy na- named Dontel Mays is from uh, is from the Louisville area. Uh, you know, ac- actually, across for, across the river at Jeffersonville, Indiana. You know, he's a guy who 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 fought for us in the RFA uh, and then later fought in the in the in the LFA. And, you know, he's a perfect example. Last weekend, he went out there and, and, and just knocked out uh, the former UFC heavyweight champion, um, Andre Arlovsky. So, you know, we, we, we try to go to all these different areas all around the uh, country and try to, you know, find the gems and develop them and, and bring them uh to become noticed and, and eventually competing on the biggest stage in the world, which is the UFC. And Dontel Mays is a guy who, from that region there that we were able to do that to. And last weekend he had an incredible performance. So the people that come and watch our shows here next week on, um, in Owensboro, Kentucky can guarantee that they're, they're really seeing, you know, that's what our slogan is where the future is. Now you're able to see the future superstars of this sport, now what i i like about it also is looking up and down the card i'm looking at topology now oling a louisville-based fighter damon bell you have nick moppin louisville-based fighter i mean so i i get you've got your list of guys that's got to be the formula right you've got a handful of guys who are on the fast track to the ufc and then you want to try to sell out the arena you want to get the local guys to come in get some local support too that's the formula correct well, I mean, well, 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 yeah, that that's the formula there. 
but you know, and, and this is our first time there. So that's why we, we're, we're doing that for them. But you know, fortunately for us in a lot of places, we travel all around the world and all around the country and all around the world is that people come to watch the LFA. And that's the great thing about it is, is that if you're an MMA fan and you go to the LFA, you're going there to watch the best unsigned talent in the market and not even in the market on in the country or in the world. So that's why you're going. So yes, it, it helps to have some local fighters there to sell, but in, in a lot of markets that we go to, whether we have local fighters or not, they're still packed houses because people really want to watch who the next big thing is. I love it. Ed Soares, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure, man. Thank you.